0: My name is Ryan Hanley and I am your host today and we have another uh, fantastic episode in our speaker series for what is now a conference that's only 12 days away as of the publishing of this episode. Uh, We are 12 days away from Agency Nation Elevate 2017, um, the biggest, baddest, most phenomenal insurance marketing and sales conference in the history of the world. Um, And I am very happy to have two guests with me today. Uh, from Zywave, Andrew Metz, fra, the Vice President of Small Business Sales at Zywave, and Dan Betts, the Manager of Small Business Property and Casualty, Metz and Betz, which I am sure you guys are incredibly sick of hearing in your lifetime. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It was probably, it's probably a mix-up at Ellis Island or something,
0: but similar. We both come from a uh, German heritage, so that's the connection, I guess. And then you started working together, and then everyone's probably <laughs> yeah. saying Mets and Betts.
1: Yeah, we've been called the Et's. <laughs> so, but, well, you know, guys, I've been called worse, so I'll take it, you know what I'm saying?
0: Yes, yeah, yeah. Having been through many different sports teams, I can tell you that if that's the worst nickname that you come out of this with, you're doing very, right. very well. Exactly. Um so guys, uh, I am excited to have you on the show. We're gonna talk a little bit about uh, your presentation topic, and then I want to learn more about uh, Zywave and what you guys are doing for the marketplace. But let's let's jump right into uh, your. Uh, we're gonna do a little teaser for for your session, which is making insurance fun again. Um, so there's a couple pieces I wanna I wanna just unpack that title a little bit. So. The word fun and insurance are often not placed in the same sentence. And by putting the word word again on the end, that means that at some point in its history, insurance was fun. So kind of take me back to maybe when was it fun? um, And kind of what did that day look like uh, before we try to get to it again?
1: Yeah, I I think the titles really comes down to, um, you know, everyone got in this business at some point they were excited when they got into it. Otherwise it would have been, you know, a real estate agent or, you know, sold something else. And I think over my time of working in the insurance space, you see people that kind of get into a rut. They get, you know, complacent with the the status quo and it's, what's going to reignite you to kind of find that fire that maybe, maybe you had uh, in the past that perhaps you lost or um, an opportunity for you to, Take a new angle on what you do every day, and, and make it fun and exciting, and make it a new challenge, and really change the approach and change the status quo.
0: Yeah, I think that's I think I think that's well said. So, um, I definitely, I, I think we get into this industry because we're looking for something, right? And I agree with you. When mm-hmm. you first get in, the idea of selling and and that kind of stuff, especially if you haven't sold before, uh, it, it is it is kind of exciting. And the product, at face value, can feel very dry. And it's almost as if we get sucked into this. Um, we almost get sucked into what we we don't want it to be dry, but we get sucked into this, like, there's like this weird cultural thing in our industry where we kind of downplay our own product, which, I, right. you know, I don't necessarily understand.
1: Right. Yeah, I, I think you, you engage in enough brokers that happy hour, cocktail hour. And you have that conversation. And I think there's times where people that they're, they're prideful in what they do, but you know, no one, no one's like, Oh, I'm an insurance broker. Right. It's kind of has these cliches, whether it's uh, movies like um, what was the one with Ed Helms Cedar Rapids or, Oh yeah. yeah. You know, there's, there's kind of these cliches out there, but we all know at the end of the day, you're helping people, you're helping organizations. It's a great industry to build a book of business um, and, and build long-term relationships. And really our focus is how can you be an advocate to that person, that organization above and beyond the transaction of insurance and policies, but help moving the needle on their business, uh, taking things off their plate and really taking a different spin above and beyond, you know, if I, if I go and have a sales pitch, and they're expecting ABC, but I start talking about X, Y, Z, they're probably going to view me different than the other five competitors. And that's really what what having fun's all about is shaking it up a little bit and um, helping, them, helping them achieve their goals above and beyond just simply providing insurance for someone.
0: So what is one of the ways that you do that? Like, I'm completely with you. And, you know, I think one of the reasons why uh, when – uh, Charlie Bedwell from your team first reached out to me, and we started talking about um, you guys being a part of Elevate and just the conference and just our organizations as a, as a whole. I, I think um, there's a there's a lot more there for us to to be uh, very very good friends. Um, you know, I think one of the things that that I was originally attracted to was just you know you guys are trying to push forward in a space and and do things think about things a little differently, provide products a little differently, trying to energize an industry that, you know, uh, is, is very prideful in the work they do, but almost, Mm -hmm. um, almost too humble. I would say it's, it's almost as if we are, we we're we're too humble in the marketplace. We, we, we don't talk about ourselves enough. So, um, part of making it fun, I'm assuming is, is being out in the world a little more. So, you know, how do you guys, how do you, you know, what, what's your recommendation for that? What, what are some of the ways that you're, uh, talking to you agents and, and, and helping them get out into that space?
1: So so we sit in a unique position where, you know, Dan and I get to talk to literally hundreds of brokers every year. And I can tell you, I've probably met with over 3000 agencies. And what, what we find is this general disconnect with maybe what the expectations of a broker is and really what their clients want. And what we try to isolate for our partners and, and just for insurance professionals in general is, hey, you might not know this, but your clients want these things. And so if you can go out and really approach a conversation to say, you probably need help with XYZ, we can help with that. And Dan's really in touch with, he, he works exclusively with property casualty and personal line brokers. Mm-hmm. So Dan, maybe you touch on some of those things that they're looking for.
2: Yeah. So a few of the things that we look at are, especially in the smaller business space too, whoever that business owner is, they're wearing so many different hats. There's all these different things that they're not even aware of outside of just their coverage that they need help with. And, you know, think of a small restaurant that might not be aware of what they need to be in compliance with if they have a health inspection or what would happen if for some reason they let an employee go, that employee's disgruntled, they call OSHA because of some, um, Uh, uh, not top-notch business practices going on and now they're inspected and they're getting hit with fines. And most brokers that I talk to, most agents are saying, you know what, that's out of my hands. That's not something that we do. And so when we help agencies have that conversation, they're finding it just puts them in this different space. They're no longer just the transfer of risk from client to underwriter as the go-between is the transfer they're looking to add more value to that transfer, whether it's dressing it up to the underwriters, showing them why it's a cleaner risk or back to the client, helping them with things outside of just their insurance coverage and making sure they're protected there.
0: Yeah. I I could not agree with you more. And I think that's a great tact. Um, You know, we, we as agents and as an industry pride ourselves on the value we provide to our clients. And um, I'm sure you guys have done the same thing being speakers yourselves. i I've stood up, stood in front of many audiences, and, and uh, questioned uh, the transactional nature of our business and how many of the new insurance technology companies, this whole and kind of you know, we'll do air quotes, even though you can't see me, the insure tech revolution that's happening. Right. Um, right. Revolution denotes that there was some way a problem. Um, that that it's all <laughs> around the idea that you can remove the human from the everyday transaction that ultimately provides a better service to uh, insurance consumers and you know agents immediately bristle to that idea yet they mm-hmm. struggle to be willing to step outside of doing the date. You look at the, the majority of the touches that an, uh, that an agency has with their clients, they're the transactions. So it's finding these ways, right? So what are some of the ways that you guys are helping agents reach outside of the transactions and and touch their clients more and provide more value in that space?
2: So one thing specifically was interesting. We're talking about doing this podcast and our presentation yesterday. And one of the things that I've worked with specifically personalized agencies, and I've been talking to them drastically more than I had ever before in my time here over the last year, and some overwhelming things stood out as what they say are opportunities for the year. And we look at, they could target their ex dates. Almost everybody says there's some cross sell opportunity or they want to increase retention in what's become very commoditized for them. How do they strengthen relationships there? But then we look at what is your day to day? So that's their 2017 goal, let's say, but look at, let's look at what they do on a daily basis. And it's, running quotes, filing claims, helping clients, um, working on renewals, uh, servicing, networking. And those things that are the top three most important things for them for the year end up being the bottom of their day, the when I have time, I'll get to it. But the top four things on their day that they do, they have a system for. They have a rater system. They have an agency management system, business owner stuff. They probably use QuickBooks or something like that to do payroll. Why aren't they using a system to help market to X dates for them or to identify cross-sell opportunity or to automate some, not just, hey, here I am, talk to me, send me referrals messages, but some content and messaging that's very important to their clients that's relevant to what they care about. And so that's one of the key ways that we're helping jump in more of the automation, but still keep that personal touch and feel. So agencies can do a lot more with less, maybe save some of that payroll expense and help them look like they're a bigger agency, look like they have more services to help them stand out.
0: You know, it's really funny that you bring that up. I, I, that's a, it's an excellent point, You know, right? It's like, uh, insurance agencies are, uh, you know, their sales, and, and even though marketing is not, it should be, uh, let's just take sales for a second. Sales is such an important part of- It's so the lifeblood. Even, it's the lifeblood, okay, lifeblood. Perfect way of putting it, lifeblood. It is the lifeblood of that agency because, even the most well-run agency loses, we'll say, 8% of their business on an annual basis. So if you don't Mm -hmm. sell 9%, your agency gets smaller. So you have to sell. Yet, what you just described, I could not agree with more, right? There's processes for accounting. There's processes for service. There's processes for every piece of their business except for how they go out and attract. In that regard, they take a bunch of dudes or women and they throw them out into the space and they say, "Go sell stuff. Go bump into people right. with little to no training and really no back end process." It's it really is. Now this isn't. I know there are many people who are listening to this, and and uh, I will say the people who listen to this show tend to be more sophisticated and more sales and marketing driven. So. I might not be talking to the people on this show right this second, but certainly our industry as a whole lacks a a, a consistent um, belief that sales process is important. Yeah, I give you three good examples where when we ask agencies
1: these questions, they scratch your head. One, if you were if you rely on referral based business how do you drive more referrals? Do you have a formal referral program, right? Have you thought about how referrals come in the door or do you just hope that you're going to, your phone's going to ring? Number two, you're a really, you're an excellent broker. You've been doing it for 30 years. Now you hired the new college grad and you had them shadow you on a couple meetings. And now you let them out into the wild and say, go get them, tiger. <laughs> right. But we know there's a lot more that needs to happen, in that space in order to get that person ramped up. But we just hope they're going to go out and kill it because they watch, they shadow me on two meetings. And, and the third thing is, um, what do you do with, with accounts that you called on and you didn't win? What happened to prospects lost opportunity prospects? Cause, cause usually people just throw it over the shoulder and go, ah, heck with it. And they move on. But do you have any system to stay on their radar to keep them warm, to remind them why you're the real deal Right and continue to add value. What happens to those losses? Those those three things right there. Usually people go, yeah, I don't know, because we, we just hope for the best. You know, I hope more referrals come in. I hope my new sales guy will catch on, and I hope that the the account that I you know we quoted out last year that we didn't win is going to come back around, kind of a thing. But but hoping's not a good strategy, right? There's got to be some disciplines in place, and and all the things we're talking about. It's like the person that goes yeah, I should really lose 20 pounds yet. I never go to the gym and I eat horribly. <laughs> it's like, if you value these things, if it's your lifeblood, then what's your game plan to get there? And because it doesn't seem mission critical on a day to day basis of filling up the pipeline and get new business, we, we end up getting kind of trapped in the, well, we got to send this quote out and do this and service this account. Cause they called in as opposed to kind of doing the things that are going to build towards the future.
0: You know, it's funny. Um, my wife loves these uh, protein cookies that you can only get from GNC. So I'm in there like once a week buying her these cookies, right? Happy wife, happy life. So uh, I get up to the counter and the guy that always sells them to me, it uh, looks like he's having a rough day. And I said, what's going on, man? He goes, dude, there is no magic pill. I said, what are you talking about? He goes, I can't tell you how many people come in here and say, I'm just going to try some things and see what works. He goes, they don't work out, right. they don't eat right. Yet they'll pay $100 for some pill. So, um, you know, it's it, this idea of process. I just I, I think it is a drum that just needs to be continued to be beaten because everything that you described there formal referral process, two shadows and leaving them to the wind, and no formal mm-hmm. follow up for missed clients. Is exactly the first two years of my career why I struggled so much and thankfully found digital marketing. But you know, it that is that that happens so many times. It is being thrown to the wolves and having that be like a badge of honor for your producer. I think is such (laughs) a silly strategy because, well, you know, he or she could be a perfectly fine and 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 ultimately could be a great producer for you but those early years it doesn't matter how good you are if, if you're not putting if you're not taught the lessons that, that that make you successful you know you could be you could be the the super producer if you never learn the right processes you're screwed right right and we we see agencies they hire a lot of producers because
1: maybe they they pay them a draw or they feel like it's limited risk on their end but we know the industry stats says that two out of every three producers don't justify their value, which is, it's crazy. It's like, you're going to go sink, you know, whatever you sink into a producer, 50 grand. And, and I'm telling you two out of three times, it's not going to work in the first year um, that, that should challenge the mindset of how you approach and onboard producers. And then, I mean, that's just one example, but there's probably a lot of examples if you know, and kind of be honest with themselves and look in the mirror and say, what are we just hoping works out and where do we have a game plan and we're driving towards it and getting closer to it. And it, that's a big part of what, we're, what we do is we, we do a lot of, it's almost sales coaching and we have tools and processes in place to help people get there, but it's, it's trying to understand really where the opportunity is and, and make a difference and make it all exciting and make it fun again.
0: You know, um, Stuart Gannis from Gannis Consulting uh, recently wrote a blog post for Agency Nation, and in it, he wrote a line that I think is so it it kind of it kind of puts a pin in exactly what we're discussing today. Was um, it's time for agency owners to it's time for insurance agencies to stop being insurance agencies and start being businesses? And I think what you're Uh describing this. This, uh, I think at a certain point when I see agencies struggle, it's because the agency principal still wants to be the producer and not the business Mm -hmm. owner. And, you know, it's like with the shadowing thing that you brought up, you know, that is – I've heard that story so many times from young producers. And it's like, no, that that principle, if you want to be the business owner and not just a producer, then you need to forego – all, you know, some of your production time and train up that producer. And, and, and this is the part that I want you guys to talk about here is what are some of the tools that are available in the market from you guys that can help them put the processes in place to do this as well? Because I think that's the part, right? These, these young producers, they need time and they need some resources. So I know you're not going to be able to force that produce, that agency principal to give them time. So what are some of the resources that you guys have that can help them put these processes in place?
2: I think two things that I would say that jump out whenever I'm talking to an agency, when they have a younger producer or someone that's coming from another industry that's done sales, but they need to learn insurance. So the first thing that can be a challenge for them is understanding the specific risk, whether that's personal lines or that's commercial and everything up to EPLI and cyber liability. And it's for that specific business, how do we classify them? What are their property exposures? What are their crime exposures? And so resources that will help that new producer be able to do a full policy review, not just do an apples to apples comparison and get stuck in that big quote and pray mentality and learn some of those bad habits right from the get go, but really make sure they're challenging what an incumbent broker has done for them, what coverage they've recommended, and help them look like an expert right from go as they get out there. So education for producers in that sense, as well as additional risk insights, claims examples, things like that to help give them some of the knowledge and experience that they would have to normally pick up over time to have as ammunition as they're having conversations. That'd be number one. Number two would be think about what any new producer's message is when they get into a sales meeting or a a first meeting with someone. And I would say whenever I challenge agencies on the call, hey, your producer that's not on the call today, what are they saying in a meeting? Why would someone go out and fire their broker and work with them instead, especially knowing they're a little bit greener right now? And, and most agencies will put their stamp on, hey, we've got the best people. We have great service and we're experts in this. We've been doing this a long time. And don't get us wrong there. That, that is all foundational. We're not challenging that. But where that comes into play is almost every agency is going to say some form of that right now. And so a new producer doesn't know any better, they're out there, that's what they're saying, they're standing by it, they're very confident in it, and then they're wondering why it doesn't help them stand out. And so the other aspect of where we're helping agencies is that other piece we were talking about that kind of disconnect on what clients are really looking for, what small business owners need, and sales materials for that, as well as the programs that they can put in place behind it to help execute when a small business does say, hey, I do need a safety manual, that would be helpful. Or they notice, when they're digging into claims that they've had, that they had someone away from work for a very long time, that they could have been back. Think of a restaurant example again, maybe they could have been the front of the house or they could have been expediting or something like that if they cut their hand and needed to be away from work if they're working in the kitchen. You know, things like that that can help give them expertise outside of just what um, that transfer of risk could provide.
0: So basically, um, the Zywave has a toolbox that you could plug your producers in, new, experience, doesn't matter, that um, can both help educate them up. Uh, so you start talking about a coverage, and their eyes start to cross. You could say, as an agency <laughs> owner, uh, you know, hey, just just go into our Zywave account there, dig into their resources. You can read all about that coverage. Come back and ask me any questions you have, and then also some of these additional benefits. So it really is uh, a toolbox of sorts. Is that is that an accurate way to describe? Yeah,
1: yeah. Even even I was going to say. I mean it's evolved over the years we've really been adding and that's one of our tools, what we call the broker briefcase, but that's been evolving over the last 15 years on the P&C side, 20 years on the benefit side. But I mean, we're getting to the point where we're getting into producer training just last month. I shot a video on cold calling techniques. That's going to be, part of our producer training series so yeah it, you know veteran risk summaries brand new rep whatever the case might be we we you know wherever a producer is in the phase of their their um, career we we can add some value and give them some ideas and the, and the big thing is and I just want to kind of tie back to what you talked about with the air quotes and all this insurance tech stuff coming in place all these insurance tech companies that have come in and have re- written business direct by providing a flashy tool. That doesn't replace brokers. And we know that. But it proved the concept that their clients wanted something in addition to just playing golf once a year and going out to restaurants. And like Dan said, we're not challenging people's service expertise. Yeah, that's the foundation, but that can't be everything. So our philosophy is how do we provide that technology, those strategies, those ideas, those tools that we can partner up with a broker to help them be tech-backed but they' they're obviously their relationship and their trust with their clients is going to be number one and then we'll help them with other stuff. And the cool thing is we, we white label private label everything so that it's the brokers getting the benefit. We don't sell directly to their clients. Um, we don't play in that sandbox we only work with brokers, which has helped you know strengthen our relationship with brokers over the years.
0: Well guys, I, I think if, if the insure tech uh, movement has taught us anything, it's that there are currently, gaps in the customer experience that independent agents are providing, right. but I'm glad that there are tools like Zywave in the marketplace that are helping agents plug these gaps because I don't think, you know, you even look at the comments that uh, Google Compares president made uh, two years ago or a year and a half ago when they closed down. It was, you know, at, they underestimated the, the um, desire that American consumers have for using a human being in the insurance buying process. And if mm-hmm. we can find ways to use tools like ZyWave to, to to plug those gaps and still inject the human beings. I mean that's that's the home run combination. It's a little bit of technology uh, with 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 uh, the, the the agent, the human agent on the back end, that relationship and kind of integrating the two, you know, on our side we call that the brackish water, right? Like having a foot in both spaces and living in that in that tumult. I mean the agents and brokers that can do that are the ones that are going to succeed in this, in the next level uh, marketplace. So, guys, uh, I appreciate you being on the show here. Tell everyone where they can learn more about ZyWave and uh, this producer training that you have coming out. If you guys have a specific place to send them, um, let them know. Obviously, uh, if anyone who's listening to this, um, if you miss it listening, just go over to Agency Nation. I'll have links to all the resources that they mention, I'll have links to all the resources in the show notes. Um, this is episode number 82, and uh, you can get all the links there as well. But uh, let everyone know who's listening, um, where they can go to learn more.
1: Yeah, the best place is to go to zywave.com, Z-Y, wave, like oceanwave.com. Um, and, you know, request a demo, and we'll get you in touch and have a one-on-one conversation. That's kind of where we do our best work. We have a lot of, I was on a national webinar last week that we had over 200 people on. And so there's a lot of resources, there's videos you can check out and things, but we love to have a conversation. We know insurance agencies have different needs. They do some things well, and there's areas that they probably need help, and we're, we're ready to have that personalized conversation with you. As far as the producer training, that's something that's literally in process. We have a studio in-house where we're shooting videos and getting that ready. That'll be housed in our broker briefcase product, which is kind of that library you talked about, that toolbox, so to speak, um, and that's being released this fall. We're excited about that. It's It's a space that um, as we see a larger gap with millennials and, you know, we always talk about the average age of a PNC producer is 58 years old or whatever, and they'll, they'll probably work for a while. We understand that, but they also want to bring some fresh blood into the agency and it kind of goes back to what what we talked about earlier is just kind of the, you know, everyone knows it's a great industry that's been in it a long time and they want to make it more appealing for young people. Well, let's make sure we give them the resources so that they stick. Cause right now if you hire three people, two out of three probably aren't going to pan out it's a waste of time, money, and resources on your end. So we're all about providing tools to help make your life easier and transfer the knowledge in your head down to that producer level. And that's just one of many, many ways. The The, the other thing I'll just mention is in a one-on-one conversation with us, we will identify, whether you work with us or not, major gaps in the industry of what your clients are looking for. And we're look – There's more than one way to skin a cat. We're not the only show in town. There's different ways to get there. And you might even have resources that you can deploy to your clients. We'll tell you exactly what your clients are looking for and where where they're unsatisfied from their current broker. So that regardless if you work with us or not, you can go out and address that in both prospect meetings, but also obviously retaining your own book of business.
0: Guys, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you for being part of Elevate. Um, The energy that you guys have, the energy that your organization has, it's, it's helping to feed what I think is going to be a great event. I think will be a good um, a good long term relationship between our companies and 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 our combined effort to help independent agents uh, continue to do what they do best, which is help uh, the insurance consumers better protect their lives and their families and their businesses. So, uh, thanks a lot, guys. I appreciate it. I will see you in twelve days. Um, you'll be you'll be driving from home. I'll be flying to Milwaukee. But, uh, <laughs> It's going to be a super fun time. I'm glad to have you there. Everyone who's listening, who's coming, I can't wait to see you. Make sure you come um, to Andrew and Dan's session. Shake their hands. Uh, they'll have a table at the event. You can go get a demo right on the spot. Uh, make sure you, you check out and you and use this resource. And um, I can't tell you whether or not Zywave is right for your agency, but it is worth checking out and figuring out whether or not. That, uh, that Thanks so much, guys. We're going to get out of here. Thanks, Brian. Appreciate it. Time.